I'm a, I'm a, I'm a leader, right? Yeah. I'm not Willy Wonka, mm-hmm. right? I'm not, I'm, if I, uh, uh, one of my favorite quotes, if you want to make everyone happy, sell ice cream. <laughs> That's fair. You want to build something successful, you got to be a leader. And yeah. leadership is not about making everyone happy. You can't, it's impossible. Thanks for having a lock to another episode of the Launchpad Podcast. I'm happy to have my friend and mentor here. Uh, this guy's a billion-dollar brand builder. Uh, he's generated countless millions in the field. Uh, he's also created 100 millionaires. The next one could be you. <laughs> and his name is Nick Sarnicola, and I'm so happy to have you here, my friend. How you doing? What's up, buddy? Man, long time no talks. Good to see you. Good to hear you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Now, the reason I had you on is because you're the ultimate goal setter. Not only that, you could argue just as good a goal achiever. And I've had the good fortune to sit in your home and learn from you and expand my horizons as well. So what I want to do in this conversation is I want to talk about goals, setting realistic goals, achieving those goals, and some of the things, the pitfalls in between that maybe you can help them avoid. Sure. Okay. So I know that if you want to have goals and achieve them, it comes with a price. And a lot of times that's going to be sacrifice. Sure. And that brings me back to one of my first introductions to you and the Nick Sarnicola brand would be uh, you driving, I believe when you were first getting to Miami, I may be wrong. And, and talking about the sacrifices that you were making when you were young uh, so you didn't have to make as many as you got older. Sure. And I think that still applies to whatever age you are right now. So you could be 60 or you could be 26 or you could be 16, right? So uh, you sacrifice now to receive the benefit later. That, that's how the math will always work out. Um, and as we get older, we tend to make excuses about our age to not start now and not start now. Oh, it's too late, man. In fact, I don't want your listeners to use that as the excuse. Well, Nick made all those sacrifices when he was in his 20s. I'm in my 40s or 50s now, so I can't make those sacrifices, right? Um, the bottom line is, you know, the more you want to have or receive or gain or uh, in any area of life, it doesn't matter, the more you must give up, uh, the, most, the, the, the more you must sacrifice, right? And uh, consolidating that down, right? Compressing that down to um, the most amount of sacrifice, aka action. I'm gonna substitute the word out now uh, because if you're in action, you're sacrificing things. So the most amount of action in the shortest uh, period of time so you can gain uh, momentum in skill set and capacity and you can start to go like this. So that's a quick answer for you. Right. So there's a lot of people that want instant gratification. Yeah. And I wanna stomp that out right now. And if you can have a real moment with people (laughs) and maybe give them a little bit of a blueprint that if you want to start getting on that road to success or you want to step to that next level, like what is it that they have to do? Where are the mistakes that people are making? How are they creating their own obstacles that they're having a difficult time getting past in your experience? I mean, you got to get in line at the the quickie mart and you got to buy that lottery ticket, man. That's that's all you got to do. That's it, right? (laughs) Um, you know, so first it's having clarity of what you want, right? So, um, I'll start that with the word dreams. So anything you want to do, see, be, have, achieve, experience, touch, feel, uh, in your entire lifetime, let's classify that as a dream. 
So what are your dreams? And people are like, oh, I don't have any. I, just, I want to, the, the, the default one is travel. I want to see the world, uh, which is good. It's a start. It gets people at least thinking. People can see themselves potentially going somewhere one day, right? So, uh, but dreams should be much greater than just the places that you want to see, right? So what do you want to do? What do you want to have? Uh, what do you want to gift? What do you want to contribute? What businesses do you want to own or start or uh, what pieces of art or, or writing or literally, you know, I could go on and on and on. Um, but what's that giant list of all the things that you want to uh, touch uh, in this lifetime? Those are dreams. And when you start to put a deadline to those 10 years, five years, one year, that then uh, becomes a goal as long as it's tangible, right? So yeah, it's got to be something that's measurable uh, and has a deadline. Deadline is one year, five year, 10 year um, and, you know, uh, quantifiable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's what will actually make it a goal. So once you have that, um, it then becomes uh, creating all the strategies that are necessary uh, for each goal, right? What's it gonna take to have this or do this or achieve this? Uh, and that might be a, a laundry list of things you must do, right? Uh, and, and, and the greater the goal or the greater the dream, um, the, the last piece of this is the, the greater the action that you have to take. And if you read the book, um, Think and Grow Rich, it's, it's the baseline, it's the first book in, if you're trying to be successful, um, you know, that book is derived from law of success, law of success is about 1100 pages. Think and go rich is about the cliff notes, 250 pages. Um, the whole book boils down to goal, strategy, action, goal, strategy, action, goal, strategy, action. And then you layer in some, uh, uh, extra nuggets, goal, strategy, action, don't quit, change strategy, right. take more action. Don't quit, change strategy, take more action. And the, the hard part is, um, People quit too easily. The first sign of any resistance, uh, people quit. You know, yeah. so I'll, I'll let you. I'll, I'll let you lead in if I'm to keep going that direction. But I'll kick it back to you. No, I, I agree wholeheartedly. It's something that I say in radio, and it's not to take a kick at anyone that might be working in radio right now. But a lot of the people that have been successful in radio, it's not necessarily because they're just great jocks. It's because they have thick skin. And they stuck in there where a lot of people didn't, or they moved to different areas to where they necessarily didn't want to move in pursuit of whatever that ultimate goal might be and not quitting. Do you happen to remember what your first goal that you may have set for yourself? That was really the first big, hairy, audacious goal. I just wanted a new car. Okay. (laughs) I drove a, um, I was 18 when I got into uh, entrepreneurship. And um, I had a Ford Escort two-door, oh, no AC, no power windows, but it, it was so small. You could do the windows like this on both <laughs> yeah, sides. Right? Okay. Um, my car payment was like one oh nine a month. Uh, I was killing the game. Um, <laughs> no, so I, I, my big thing was I got to get out of this car because um, it makes me, it doesn't make me feel good, right? Right. And so much about our success that I, I, I'm not a big proponent of you spending outside of your means but there is also something to be said that if you are an entrepreneur uh, or if you are an entrepreneurship or maybe specifically sales you do have to also feel good right mm-hmm. and if you feel good and you have more confidence you have more swagger you're influencing better right um so i wanted that car that was my that was my first one and i upgraded by the way to a grand am a pontiac Ooh. silver grand am <laughs> that's sexy yeah <laughs> I'm back in the Grand Am now, by the way, you know, have a couple right. kids, right back, you know, <laughs> get a, have a divorce, couple kids, and right back to the Grand Am. Full That's circle. 
Absolutely. Now, you, you had mentioned being uncomfortable. That's a big thing. There's so many people that run away from being uncomfortable, but in our discomfort is where we truly grow. You cannot have success without discomfort. So maybe you can speak on that. Like, when is the discomfort maybe not productive? Is there ever a time where it's not productive? And what is a healthy, what's a healthy, uncomfortable type feeling? Uh, well, first of all, I, one of the things I admire about you is you have no fear of getting uncomfortable, right? You'll pivot, you'll change. And, and right when you pivot, you dive in and you get uncomfortable and you'll grind it. And I've seen you do it several times. I think one of the greatest, um, I guess, metaphor, and you live this, is, is fitness, right? It's like people just will not go exercise. And that exercise is resistance, those weights are resistance. The more resistance, the bigger the muscle, right? They won't go face that resistance because it's hard and it hurts and it's painful. So they avoid the resistance and avoiding their uh, resistance, you know, they gain weight, they get cholesterol issues, blood pressure issues, diabetes, and all uh, aches and pains and all the things that we that come along um, with not being a healthy individual, right? So um, resistance is good. Resistance creates muscle. And in business, uh, it creates muscle as well, skill, uh, how to do it, how to say it. Um, it creates the muscle of character, perseverance, consistency. You know, all, all of the attributes that you would want to, or maybe already have, passed on to your children, right? Um, and the answer to your question is, uh, when's it a, a enough? It, how much of a shit, shit sandwich can you handle? You know, if you right. can keep goblin just keep you know keep eating the shit sandwich keep going you know so <laughs> yeah. um it's so cliche but you know it's Wayne true Gretzky missed all the shots he made all the, he made the most or second most or whatever right uh, um michael jordan missed all the most shots he's made the most it's so cliche but how many did they miss how much failure right um, and they won big because they failed big absolutely now there's that voice that we all kind of have in our head sometimes as well and that tells us that we can't do something. So for the person that's maybe really looking to set the, their goal properly, is there like a method of operation that you can kind of, that you can, that you can spell out right now that will help someone get on that right path to set their goals properly? So there's a, there's a quote I heard uh, a long time ago. Let me see if I can pull this one out. You cannot positively think your way into action. But you can act your way into positive thinking. You cannot positively think your way into action, but you can act your way into positive thinking. So my response is, um, you want to, you want the doubt to subside. You want to get out of your head. It's easy to get out of your head if you're in the game, right? If you're, if you're doing something, anything doesn't matter. Um, it's, it's you can the, the smoke start or the fog starts to dissipate. You start to get clarity. And you start to get a little bit of, of momentum on my board right here. It's law number one and law number two. Um, and law number one is BIMSIM. Body in motion stays in motion. The law of inertia, right? Mm -hmm. Body in motion stays in motion. So if you're at rest, just get your ass in motion, right? Because the body in motion stays in motion. Body at rest stays at rest. The hardest thing is just to get in motion. Well, law number two is acceleration, mm -hmm. right? So once you're moving, you're like, oh, I'm going now. I'm going. What do I do now? Accelerate. All of those things will, will, will kill the voice, right? You cannot, you will not hear the voice if you are in action. The voice gets louder the more and the longer you sit. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, Jim Rohn speaks on this as well. Like, you know, the top one, three, five, 10%, he says. It's like doing the things that the majority of people won't do that are easy to do. Super easy. Right. And why don't we do them? <laughs> like, it, I, oh, because it's because you know, Jim Rohn's answer because it's easier it, not yeah, right. to do them. Right. Yeah. Easier not to do them. Yeah. It's easy to uh, exercise. It's easy to eat right. It's easy to supplement. It's just easier not to. Right. Plain there we simple. go. Podcast over. There we go. <laughs> yeah, we got it. It's uh, that's a wrap. <laughs> you're welcome. You're right. welcome. Yeah. You're thank welcome. you. Now, now I know that you're very big on lists and like dopamine hits and things of that yeah. nature, right? Uh, you're a master of lists. And I know yeah, you have a list right there. Apparently you have lists littered all over your home. Yeah. And where did the list thing come from? And what's the importance to you that you believe others should have their list too? I'm going to mess up this piece of data, but I put it in a video um, a couple of weeks ago. The amount of neural pathways created through writing a goal Mm -hmm. versus putting it in your phone. It's like the the math is like 17 times more neural pathways. Right. So your brain and body and thought process all connecting on how to make this shit happen. Right. Um, And I don't know the math on the no process. How much greater is the writing process than, Oh, it's in my head. Mm -hmm. That is the biggest cop out. Let me tell you why people have quote unquote goals in their head or dreams in their head. They're in their head because they're afraid if they put them on paper that somebody might see them. And if somebody sees them, well, then they might mock them, laugh at them, or they might um, point it out when they quote unquote failed. Hmm. Right. So we have this such massive fear of rejection that we won't put them on paper. We won't write them. Now, I I recognize this is typed, but I I write them all first and then I type them and I print them and I put them everywhere. Right. Good point. Good point for clarification. Um, and then they're written right here. Goals, habits, little quotes. Um, and then another little tidbit just for um, if you're playing at home. Technology is so advanced now. You can literally could, the work you had to put in to make a vision board back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like that was serious work. That was arts and crafts week. Right. It was just like it was time consuming. Today, you need to shut off your TV for 20 minutes, go to Google, Google all the things that you want to have and do in your life, pull an image, pull it into a folder, and then let it play on your Apple TV or your Google, whatever, Google Drive, whatever. Mm-hmm. And now your dreams are playing back to you on television. You can even add music to it. Right. And a couple ideas. What about not hitting goals and knowing that that's okay because you always have to set these goals? Do you believe? Well, yeah, you believe. But do you ever set the ones? I know they're supposed to be attainable. But the ones that are just like, you know what, like if everything came together at once and maybe having that be just a lifetime goal, that's somewhere along the line you can achieve that. Is it okay to have those open-ended goals too? Sure. Right. So anything in a lifetime, again, for me is a dream. So I've got huge dreams. Right. Once I begin to put a timeline to it, there is a uh, actual science of goal achievement. And this is why, this is what gets me really frustrated with people is because they think because they're saying the word goal that it's, it's become cliche. No, yeah. no, there's, there's science, there's white papers, there's clinicals, there's doctors that have dedicated 60 years uh, or since the 60s. So yeah, 60 years to this topic, right? Uh, and one of the things about goal setting is it cannot be too easy, but it cannot be too hard for an actual goal. For a dream, make that thing as hard as you want, make it as big as you want, it's a dream. 
the moment you put a timeline to it, if it's too easy, you, will, uh, you won't press yourself and you could have achieved much more. But if it's too hard, you will subconsciously check out. And even though you might clap and look at the piece of paper, oh yeah, I want to make $10 million this year. I've never made 100,000, but I'll make 10 million this year. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, your brain's like, yeah, right, dude, that's never going to happen, right? So mm-hmm. there's a little bit of magic or science. There's a little bit of science to this. You do have to pick something that's going to stretch you as far as you can stretch, but it can't be something that's so hard that you check out on it uh, consciously or, and, and, and subconsciously. Yeah. Um, and then you also said failure. Can I go to failure? Go failure? Absolutely. Okay. Um, school and your job has trained you very poorly for entrepreneurship, sales, and goals. Some people are like, oh, I have a goal to make 250000 this year. Maybe that's your goal. And they're like, oh, no, I failed. I only made two hundred. I'm like, no, you, you didn't fail. You got 80% of the goal. Yeah. Like that's 80% achievement. It's not a zero or a hundred, right? You didn't fail. You got 80% of that thing, right? I have never in my um, 20 years of tracking my top 10 goals, right? I'll, I'll write a hundred goals for the year. Sometimes it's 90, sometimes it's 110. You get the picture. And then I'll have a top 10. I'll, at the end of the year, I score myself at what percentage of each one I accomplished. I've never gone past a blended average of 70%, which means the school system would tell you that I'm a C minus guy. I'm almost a D guy, almost a D plus guy. Mm-hmm. But if you're getting 70% off really big goals, and uh, for, let's say for one of you guys, your goal is a million dollars in a year, and all of a sudden you got to 700,000, you're not mad. Right. You know, you're not mad about that. You should expect failure and goal uh and goal pursuit and because people don't expect it uh it hurts them so bad that they stop pursuing goals and they just go back to complacency yeah now i'm curious because <laughs> it's been a while since i've seen one of your lists what were some of the 70 percent that you accomplished in 2021 that really stand out for you in 2021 um income so i won't disclose it but um i hit 65%, 65% of the income goal, which is a large number, had right. um, real estate did really well last year. Okay. Splash, anyone yeah. that was paying attention to COVID. <laughs> yeah. um, and my entire development sold out like in that year. Right. Um, we, I had a 70 house development and the final 40 houses sold like that, right? So it was a really good income year. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was even upwards of 75%. Um, my, my children's goals, so one of my top 10 goals is to help them achieve their top three. We did really well there. Um, I'm actually, I'm cheating over here. I'm looking at them. Uh, let's see. The, uh, that one right there. So um, I want to relaunch my brand. Um, so the goal was to have it fully uh, ready to go. I scored myself two thirds, a 67%, because it wasn't fully ready to go come January one. So, so putting it together last year, mm-hmm. uh, but it was, it was damn close. You get the idea. Okay. And now let's just take uh, one of your smaller goals that okay. maybe you set for 2021 and just take me from the idea to how you're getting into motion, the execution, sure. et cetera. Okay. So I'll do a goal storm, which is just like a brainstorm, but for goals um, I'll create approximately 10 categories. 
Um, you can pick five categories. You can pick 12. There's no rules to this, right? Um, uh, in terms of what you want to do for yourself. So off the top of my head, um, you know, goals for fit, health and fitness, goals for uh, my kids, goals for um, art development, or art creation, goals for my brand, goals for uh, finances, goals for purchases, goals for travel, goals for experiences, goals for growth and development. These are all separate categories for me. And then I look at them, I lay them out, and I just start filling them in and filling them in and filling them in. And, oh, there's five for that one. There's 10 for that one. All of a sudden, there's 100 goals there starting the year. I then reduce that down to a top eight to 12, um, whatever feels right intuitively to me. And really what I do is I ask myself, I say, um, your top 10 goals for the year should be like Pareto principle, right? It's the 80-20 rule. They should be 80% of your year of those top 10. Um, but on the other 90, which you said, what might be a little one, um, you know, going to, um, let me think of one for you. I, I should have brought the journal, which is way on the other side of the house. I apologize for that. Um, I want to think of one that's, that's super, that's not my top 10, that's achievable, but um, let me think, let me think. Oh, I know one. Uh, I wanted to do some renovations um, on my condo. Right. So um, and I wanted to instead of um, making it be something like, oh, I'll get around, to, I'll get around, to, I'll get around. To, I knew if I put renovate condo and then list the five things that I'm going to do. And then once a week, I'm reading these top 100 goals. It's triggering me like, all right, I got to call the, the, G, uh, the, the, the general contract, the GC. I got to call the maintenance guy. I got to call this and just drive the process forward. So what you heard number two there is strategy. What do I have to do to get the condo renovated? Oh, I need this person to do this. I need that person to do that. <clears throat> you call them, you meet with them, you develop their strategy. And then lastly, you just take action on it, right? It's like, and you're going to have hiccups and bumps and bruises all along the way on each one of these goals. Mm-hmm. And it's basically just another form of manifestation. And uh, no, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, okay. no, yeah, it's in the same um it's in the same ca- category. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, all the these things category. come from this divine place, whatever, the universe, and you have, yeah. the, you have the intention, right? But you have to take action on that intention, just like you were saying yeah. earlier. You can't just like, you know, have the believies and expect that you yeah. know, you're going to make a million dollars. There's work that also goes into whatever it is that you're looking to achieve. A thousand percent. When you're talking about action, yes, a hundred percent. Like, right. you can't just sit there and be like, Oh, please, universe, send me a thousand butterflies that drop a hundred dollar bills. Bro, you didn't watch The Secret because they said you yeah. could. That's all you do. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, it's all you do. You just yeah. manifest butterflies, drop a hundred dollar bills. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, it's it's to me. I'm I'm uh, I used to be ninety percent pragmatic, ten percent weird. Yeah. Um, as I get older, that that number changes. I'm probably seventy five percent pragmatic now and 25% weird um, as I look back on things that have happened to be good and bad and just alignment of universe for or against um, so I, I you know it, it's more tangible to me now um, yeah right now you hear this all the time with people that are millionaires like it was easier to make maybe your first 10 mil than it was to make your one mil or et cetera, vice versa. Like, how was that process for you? Like, I, I have you here. So I figure I'm, I've never talked to you about money. This feels like just wrong. <laughs> and I apologize. But yeah. uh, 
Yeah, you know what they say. Like, no, it's not very Canadian of you. That's not yeah, very I know. Canadian. I apologize, eh? Let's talk uh, about some loonies and toonies. <laughs> I'll boot it. <laughs> but how, like, making that first million, that, that was tough. Is it true? Like, making your, yeah. your next million was as easy or the next 10 million, et cetera? So, first million was seven years. Okay. Seven years of the first million. Um, and it took another five years for the next five. Okay. Or maybe it was the next four for a total mm-hmm. time. And then it took another four years for the next decamillions. Okay, right. Um, and- so tens of tens of millions, right? Right. So that's this. Um, so yeah, it, 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 and you know what uh, people don't say enough though? Man. You know, what's uh, uh, really easy to do is to lose your first million and to, yeah. <laughs> to lose your yeah, first right. five million. That is really easy to do. It's way easier to give it all back than it is to go get it. I can promise you that. Yeah. And I hear, though, a lot, I mean, that they do lose it, but you take away that kind of money from someone that knows how to build it and the principles yeah. that they have in place to just go back out and do it again. Wiser. The, sk- the skill is still there, and you will quickly see if somebody was had a lot of luck on their side mm-hmm. or if they had a lot of talent mm-hmm. you know if if they can do it in other things mm-hmm. then they have talent right if they can do it in the same thing again yeah. they have talent and now you've also so, helped a lot of other people generate millions and that would be you in a in a mentoring role and i'm sure that you've also had mentors along the way how important it is to have the mentor um mentors are you know, as, as important as oxygen, as important as goals, right? So it's all mm-hmm. part of the same formula, right? It's like, mm-hmm. uh, and, and if you can't find a, if you can't find a mentor that you can sit in front of or, or you know, talk to kind of like the way we're talking right now, um, then uh, start to have remote mentors, right? I had lots of remote mentors. I read every book I could get my hands on. I was, you may not, uh, some of the audience may not remember these things. There's these things called tapes, um I, I had all the i had all the tapes and then i had all the cds yeah uh and of all the speakers and of all all of the ones that um that lit me up and i would go deep in certain topics right. uh, and i had a lot of remote mentors and who are some of those and, guys by the way uh good good question so um i, I love tony robbins right. um he is and he actually did become a personal mentor he was just a remote mentor that eventually became a personal mentor um, for me, he's the science of achievement. So when you think of how do you get your brain wired for achievement and what's the actual recipe uh, for you personally, not like, let's say, okay, here's the recipe generically, but then how does it apply to you personally? What are your movements? What's your tonalities? What's your language? What are your emotional things? What are your habits? Like, like so it's specific to you. He's the best um, at uh, um, the science of achievement. Uh, John C. Maxwell leadership. Yeah, I read John C. Maxwell books for a decade, and then mm-hmm. he became a personal mentor. Right, he was also um, part of uh, one of the companies that we're in as well. Yeah, I yeah. had the good fortune to be in a group and have some mentoring through him as well. That was amazing. That was incredible. Very wise man. Yes. very wise man. Uh, so I'm big, uh, huge fan of him. And then remotely, um, I I spent years studying successful leaders in general. Like there's Teddy Roosevelt right there. Right, right. this is the the man in the arena. Uh, um, quote very yeah. long one with the man in the arena like the you know don't worry about those people out there just running their mouths and 
it's really easy to be a spectator. It's the guy in the ring, the guy getting jacked in the mouth, the guy bleeding, right? Mm-hmm. That's the man, right? That's the that's the person you need to be, be the man in the arena. So um, I, I studied world leaders, anything from Nelson Mandela to Gandhi to Teddy Roosevelt to JFK to, and also uh, world influence, uh, world leaders who are on the other side of those, right? Che Guevara or, 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 and I, I would just read their biographies and learn about their entire lives and, and um, and there's an insane amount of parallels between them all. But one, uh, just as a side note, and, and Jason, this is good one for you. One thing I saw of all of the world leaders is they could move people with two things, their voice and the written word. Mm. They can move them with their pen. They can move them with their voice. Winston Churchill is another one, right? So you got to have the gift if you want to move people. For those of you guys that are interested in leadership, you have to be able to move people with your voice and the written word. Yeah. And what would be a book that you would recommend? Like your, your like your top three when it comes to books. I, I won't give you just one because I know that's difficult. Not a problem. Uh, number one would be Coming Out of the Ice by Victor Herman. I found, do you remember, I don't even remember what it's called, like the file sharing service, Napster. Remember Napster? <laughs> I sure do. Yeah. Okay. Lars wanted to shut that down for Metallica. Yeah. No, it got shut down for sure. Yeah. Uh, ended up, yeah ended up being illegal. But um, I mean, all of us who didn't know, we all downloaded something, right? Of course. I found I found an obscure audio of Jim Rohn. Oh wow! And in the audio, and I would play it at night, and after hearing it about six times, he he kept referencing the greatest story of human, not potential, but what a human can go through, human adversity. Mm. And finally, I I went to go buy the book, but you can't buy it anywhere but used, so I had to source it. And coming out of the ice, Victor Herman, the greatest story of what a person can go through. Okay. The, the test of like human fortitude. You read this book, you're like, what is my problem? Like, this is, this is nothing compared to this guy. Number two, um, Steve Jobs by Walter Isaacson. Okay. Um, number three, Influence the Psychology of Persuasion by Robert Caldini. Uh, number four, I like The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah, that's a great one. Um, I like uh, number five, uh, maybe a little out of order. I actually have a top 10 image. Uh, I like The Culture Code by Daniel Coyle and also The Talent Code by Dan- uh, Daniel Coyle. He's great. Um, we'll stop there. Okay. <clears throat> and how much do you consume on a daily basis in regards to this type of mentoring? So I will listen to maybe 10 to 15 minutes of an audio book on 2x speed so i'm really getting 20 minutes worth right it's a little little hack for you there Ah, that's great (laughs) Um, i can no longer it's sad but i can no longer read for very long with with my attention span so but auditorily if i put the earbuds in i'm in i'm in the game um and i i try to do a book a month which is then 12 books a year uh, I think people overconsume content and they okay. think that's a strategy mm. uh, for success. It's not, it's not about all the, it's not who reads the most wins. This isn't school. Like, it's, you know, there's no, right. there's, there's, there's no like a uh, uh, race to see who reads the most books. Like nobody cares. If all you do is read one book this year, but you spent 12 months revisiting that book in application of that book, because that's the one book you need to be applying this year 
Mm. Great. Don't let people make you feel silly because you only read one book this year. Now, if you only read one book this year because you're lazy, <laughs> different than what I'm saying. Yeah, sure. But if you, if you like, I got this one book and I'm going to beat the shit out of this book every month, new chapter, new thoughts, I'm going to go back and it's just going to be like, it's going to look like World War III in that book. Uh, and I'm applying it and I'm checking back in, then fine, one's great. I also do YouTube at night before I go to bed. Mm -hmm. um, I'll watch a couple five-minute videos, seven-minute videos. Um, right now, one of my goals for this year is I want to have mastery over the conversation and understanding of everything in the category of Web 3.0, NFT, crypto, DeFi, all of it. Um, I'm dumb, but I'm not stupid. I've never really ever been the first mover. Um, I, I just, I know when to move and I move quickly. And, uh, you know, I want to be able to walk into any room and understand what the hell's going on on these topics. Right. Um, so I'm at a third grade level right now. So Right. Um, my daughter is as well. She's an eight-year-old. So I'm, at an, I'm like an eight-year-old in these conversations. Right. My goal is to get to like co college level. By right. The end of the year. I read at a fourth grade level. So we're close. Yeah. No. Yeah. So you, just, it's... you got such a sexy voice. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. That's how I just speak. We just want you to read to us. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get into audiobooks. I think. Maybe one day maybe, uh, that should be a goal that I am going to read an audio book <laughs> that you're going to listen to. I'm like, oh my God, I know that guy. Yeah. But you won't be able to uh, speed it up to twice though. That'll mess me up. Nothing stranger than Matthew McConaughey reading his book on 2x speed. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I, may have, I may have ruined the experience for sure. I'll give it a shot. That's uh, What is that one called? The, the most recent one, Green something or whatever? Green Lights. Green, Green Lights, right. And yeah, I'll give, you, um, I'll give you a couple for those of you guys who are out there of what the books I just recently read. Uh, you want me to do this or no? Sure, yeah. Okay. And just go. while you do that, like Netflix and, and binge watching, that's not a thing in your reality, right? No, no. Right. No. Yeah, no. I see that all the time on Facebook. People are like, yeah, what should I binge watch? Something, man, anything that you're complaining about in life, you could rectify right there yeah, if you like, just apply like, that time outside of Netflix. I, what should I binge action on? Like, right. The gym, you know, your life. Your, mm -hmm. your parenting um, the book I just finished uh, and I sent this to a bunch of leaders um, in a message is uh, the trillion dollar coach trillion dollar coach okay. um, Bill Campbell uh, is widely known uh, in the Silicon Valley as the man who coached all of them he was Steve Jobs's coach he was Zuckerberg's coach he was this I mean, uh, Google the, the page uh, Larry Page and all of them, all of them, right. trillion dollar coach. Um, uh, let's see, green lights, um, blitz scaling. Some of these might not apply. Uh, do, 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 do. How do I open this thing? Oh, continue. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Scarcity <laughs> mindset. How dangerous, how dangerous is it to be in a scarcity mindset, complaining, negativity, et cetera? How much does that hamper somebody's goals? Okay, I I hear those. I'm I'm, I'm give, I get really hung up on language. I hear those as being different things. Okay, because a person a person could have a great attitude but have a scarcity mindset, or be a great person or very likable, um, and not complain at all, but still have scarcity. Okay. Scarcity is fear, right? 
And we all know a lot of great people that still have fear, fear of, uh oh, you know, uh, there's not enough. I'm not going to have enough or be enough or, um, you know, so the scarcity mindset is a fear based thing. Uh, the opposite of scarcity is abundance, mm -hmm. right? So what if, what if you shifted every time you worried about what you weren't going to have or what wasn't you know, going to happen? You just completely 180 that, right? What could happen? What will you receive? How big could it be? Um, now, complaining, that's a whole nother thing. Okay. Uh, a, a complainer is, you ever walk, you ever be um, in a room and somebody walks in and you're like, I just got to get the hell out of here before I cross paths with them. Yeah. That's usually the complainer, right? Now, if you're uh, watching this right now, you're like, man, I've never done that. You might be the person that everyone's walking away from when you walk in the room. Right? It's like, <laughs> do people scatter? Yeah. Um, like, huh, did Nick avoid me? Yeah, no, I 100% avoided you. It was right. very yeah. intentional. Um, and it's complaining will devastate a person's social circle. You will, you will repel everyone from you. The closest people to you, your own kids will repel from you if you're a complainer. Right. And you mentioned circle there, and I've talked about this on previous podcasts, yeah. and it's been a mantra in my life, the importance of having that circle, identifying that circle, and understanding that you can have multiple different types of circles as well. Yes, I'm yeah. pulling up the slides right now. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> uh, man, I, we could do a whole podcast on this one, brother. Right. Okay, so I won't, but I'm going to, I'm going to, um, mess with some people here real quick if i can yeah absolutely. give me a second let me find uh my circles where's my circles this is okay. part one part one everybody <laughs> so i call it so for me I, I look at it like your circle of five okay, okay. and i, I want to ask all you guys right now three different groups there's a group of people um that you lead there's a group of people who are your peers no one's really the leader. Yeah, we all kind of influence each other. And then lastly, there's a group of people who lead you, right? I want you to look at those three things. There's a group of people you lead. There's your peers. There's a group that leads you. Those are your three circles. Now, I'm going to ask you guys some questions. I don't know if I have time to, like, you might be able to write, you might catch them, at least you got the video. Right. The group that you lead, you proud of that group? Uh, you might say, hell yes, right? I look at the group of people I lead right now. I'm like, hell yeah. They improving because you're the leader. Are you improving at leading the circle? Three mm -hmm. very different questions. The group you lead, are you proud? Are they improving? And are you getting better as, at leading them? Okay, your peers, you proud of that peer group? Are they improving because you're in that peer group? Are you improving because you're in that peer group? Last question, the group that leads you. Are you proud of the group that leads you? Are they improving because you're being led by them? What value are you bringing? Are you improving because they're leading you? Action step, write the names, evaluate, like literally score them. Like, am I proud of this scale one to 10? Are they improving scale of one to 10? Right? Uh, and then change your circles as needed. Right. 
adjust as needed. This is one of the hardest, hardest conversations. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll shut up there. Right. Now, do you think it's okay, for instance, you have a bunch of sevens and you just put those into like a group of sevens? You're one that is setting goals and you're wanting to be successful. It's really important that they meet a very high criteria when it comes to those yeah. circles and those attributes. You just answer, right? So go back to the first part. Say, Nick, is it okay to dot up the Harvard? I didn't just stop right there. Nick, is it okay for the average Joe to have the circle that is just for their is that what you're asking me right there? Is that what you want me to ask? Yeah. Nope. Oh, okay. It's not okay. Oh, hold on. Nope. No, no. Okay. Oh, great question. No, all you right. The question. Okay. The answer's no. The answer's no. no. It's not all right. It's not okay. Unless your goal is to be effing average the rest of your life. <laughs> sure. It's not okay. Yeah. Unless the goal, if the goal is complacency, if the goal is mediocrity. Now, people are going to push back. Well, that's not my goal. I just... If all, I mean, if it walks like a duck, it quacks like a duck, it's a duck, right? So if you're going to take average or mediocre actions every single day and have an average mediocre peer group every single day, you're going to be average, mediocre. Can you be an amazing human and still be average? Hell yeah. Can you have a happy life and still? Absolutely. Can you have great kids? Yes. Will you see the world? No. <laughs> like. Will, will you be able to take your wife on the dream vacation? Probably not, right? Will you be able to give your kids uh, um, the, the, the trips they deserve? Nope, right? So um, you, these are personal decisions. So some people aren't going to like this because right now I'm pushing against their, their belief systems. Right. But these are personal decisions. If, if, if your goal is to improve, then you must be improving the circles. I'm still best friends with my, my best friend. The guy, you know, my, my, my best man at my wedding is my best friend from first grade. Okay. But we just check in every once in a while. How you doing, buddy? You know, like he's playing softball. He's, you know, he's knocking out the beers with the buddies. I'm running still right. 25 years later, sprinting. Yeah. Just different life paths. Right. And when do you, when do you stop or do you not I stop? I can't wait to read the comments on that one. People are not going to like that one, man. They're just gonna be like, yeah. This guy's an asshole. We could talk I, about whatever we want right now because they're all gone. So no one's listening. <laughs> Nobody's listening at this point. Because... <laughs> they heard what you had to say. Yeah, let's just talk sports. And Who's your favorite out, team? They're out upgrading their circles. <laughs> yeah. Nobody nobody wanted to hear that shit, Nick. What the? Why did I bring you on? <laughs> For truth. Right. Truth. That's it. You know, oh, man. Some truth. Yeah. I, the life's too short to, to pump people a bunch of bullshit, right? It's just like, let me just tell you the truth. Right. And um, now let's so, explore that, dude. Uh, honestly, yeah. because, you know, we live in this world where it's just so easy to butt hurt people. And yeah. being a leader, I'm butt hurt that you used the word butt hurt. <laughs> you want to get that in there? <laughs> and we, if we want to get to where we want to be sometimes, it means that you can't be a people pleaser. Um, oh, you don't want to step in on this I, one? Okay. I, I can't I, always be I, a people I, pleaser. I, I do my best. I ain't Willy fucking Wonka. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a leader, right? Yeah. I'm not Willy Wonka, mm -hmm. right? I'm not, I'm, if I, uh, uh, one of my favorite quotes, I think it was Ford, could completely be wrong. 
if you want to make everyone happy, sell ice cream. <laughs> Fair. If yeah. you want to be like, if you want to build something successful, you got to be a leader. And yeah. leadership is not about making everyone happy. You can't. It's impossible. Right. Now, in regards to delegating people that maybe can make them happen, how important is that? Uh, say that again. So, for instance, let's say I've gone through some adversity in my life, like many other people, like my mom died. I kept on doing business and I was actually probably doing some of my best business ever. Right. And then when I'm dealing with somebody else in a professional manner and they're saying, like, listen, my kid's hamster just died and I can't do A, B, C, D. Like, I just don't have the headspace to deal with that shit that it, it, it infuriates me. So instead <laughs> of me having that conversation with said, you know, mother or father of the child that has the hamster, yep. making sure that there's somebody in place that maybe you can go to a right-hand man or woman that can, you can delegate to deal with that kind of shit. Yeah. And it's fair to say that as your leadership increases, you have to create other leaders. It's just a math equation, right? Yeah. Uh, this goes all the way back to early tribal society. We cannot lead more than 150 people in a group, right? That's why uh, military groups are the sizes they are. It's, it's, once it gets past 150, it's impossible. Okay. So um, in order to get there, you're going to have to develop leaders who develop leaders and have a chain of command, let's say. Um, however, you can give that person feedback about the hamster as long as you have permission. Okay. You know, it's like, and, and it can be done nicely and it can be done, even though you might be thinking about it not so nicely, it can come out like, hey, I appreciate that you guys lost the family hamster. Do you want to lose the family vacation as well? Mm. Because if the family hamster is going, to prevent, is going to prevent you from getting the work done for you know, the bigger goals and dreams you're, you're out there chasing, then you know, what are we doing? Yeah. And what's the difference between, let's say, goal setting that you were doing when you were a single guy opposed to the goal setting that you're doing now with a family? So many people have families, have other obligations. Did it change your approach in regards to how you went about your goals? Did you have to incorporate the kids more so in your goals? How did you make something like that work? Great question. So first of all, um, if you have a significant other, you guys must goal set together. It is an absolute must, right? Because um, I'm gonna tell you guys a quick story of, of um, a family I knew that didn't do this correctly, right? Um, you know, there was this guy who, you know, every day was out there just grinding day and night, day and night, day and night, trying, chasing his dream, chasing his dream, chasing his dream, trying to make it happen, trying to make it happen, trying to go for it. And, and he's getting closer, he's getting closer, but nobody knew, nobody in his house. They just were creating resentment. One day he walks into the house, he grabs his wife, spins her around, plants a big kiss on her and says, honey, tonight you make love to a millionaire. And she looks at him funny and goes, Jason Petrunik's coming over for dinner? <laughs> so don't let that happen to you. You have right. to involve your significant other, the kids in the process. My kids have goals. They have written in a journal. Nichols doesn't because he can't write yet. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but he can tell you. If you just said, if you, I wish he was here right now. If you just said, Nicholas, this year, I will. If you just said that to him, he'll just start telling you. Right. I'll do this. I'll do this. Yeah. Well, speak this. on that. I see that you're in the car and you kind of have your kids repeat this mantra. It's the same thing every time. And that's obviously goal setting and instilling belief in them. Yeah. Okay. So last year I had a goal to educate the family 12 curriculum to my kids. Okay. 
I figured I'd teach him a new lesson every month. I got to six. So I only got 50% on that goal. But I would just, every time we were at the dinner table and, and we were done talking about their lives, I don't want people to think that all I do is this with my kids. I'm just mm -hmm. speaking to this topic. Yes. They, my kids have amazing lives. They have more fun that they know to do with. They, you know, we, we talk about everything every day about their friends, their school. Their, however, I'm going to get my 10 minutes in, right? Yeah. Because I'm not going to lose the battle to whoever is educating them on the other side, I'm not going to lose the battle on the lessons that my kids need to learn in the house. Because I know the lessons of leadership are not going to be taught in school, entrepreneurship, financial literacy, um, health and fitness. Th these things are not going to be taught there or at least deep, mm -hmm. right? So they can teach them math and science. And if Gia screws up math, oh, well, she's going to have a cell phone anyways that does all the math for her as long as she knows how to do the basics. And you know what she's really going to have? A robot. She's like, robot. What's 300 times 300? Nobody cares. Yeah. Right? As long as you know the basics, your robot's going to do the rest. Uh, and then five years from now, back on track. So, um, <laughs> robot. Good uh, tangent. Yeah. yeah, it's a good one. Um, so, you know, I, I, I go deep on topics, but I make them memorize and say it back to me. Say it back to me. Now, Gia can lead a lesson on financial literacy. I could look at Gia or Nichols right now and say, Nichols, what's four things you can invest money into? It can be like real estate, stock market, start a business, crypto. You tell you those four. And I'm like, Gio, what's four ways to make money in real estate? She'd be like, buy land, buy a house, uh, uh, buy a condo, or um, buy a building. I said, and then what? Well, she'd, she'd say refurb and flip it or develop the land. She'll tell you them all. Wow. Yeah. You know? So Nicholas, Nicholas doesn't understand the context yet. He's just memorizing, and that's fine. He's five. Yeah. By the time he's eight, He's going to be a crypto wizard. Yeah, he's going to be rich. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. I'm trying to retire, bro. I'm trying to retire. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So my hair looks like yours. My beard's already there. Yeah, another, another circle right there. I want to make my kids make me even more rich. That's a good plan. Now, Nick, there's a lot of things that are close to your heart. And you are a phenomenal speaker. And there's going to be some people that are watching this right now. They've already been introduced to you and they've already been moved by you. You're one of those people that you were talking about earlier where being able to move people with their words. And I'm not blown away by a lot of people. I come from a speaking background. It takes a lot to impress me. And you are one of the few individuals to where I can sit down in a venue and hear you speak and you can give me goosebumps and you can make me feel and even more important is that you can make me believe. And that is so important because there's so many individuals out there that can't believe. And that is something that you do so well, taking ordinary individuals and turning some of them into millionaires. We're not just talking about people that are all yeah. jacked up millionaires <laughs> making more millions. Uh, so you're able to move a lot of different people from different walks of life. And I know that you speak on this and so many other things. Is there something that's close to your heart, something that you enjoy speaking on when you're closing out a seminar or where you've been closing out a, a weekend long business venture? Is there something that's on your heart that you'd like to speak on right now? Like, I just want to give you the floor sure, and let you do sure. what you do best. Um, the reason why you reference, hey, you, you are able to help people believe, or you even said make people believe, and the reason why is because I believe, right? So I'm sold, right? I'm sold on whatever it is that I'm sharing or saying, right? Um, and you as an individual have to be sold on what you're saying or sharing if you want to move people. 
But for me, what my message be right now, belief, uh, my, my go-to message is always belief. Nothing, it's the starting point of everything. Nothing else matters if you don't have belief. Belief in self, belief in what you're doing, belief in what you're, and where you're going. Everyone is so worried about the how. Even on this, there's 54 minutes of somebody saying, boo-ho, boo-ho, boo-ho. Right. How does not matter? How does not matter? You have to be dead certain that you're going to make it. So a lot of people get this messed up when they hear about these success stories of, of musicians, and all these other people. And they're like, how did you do it? Like, they had a dead certain belief that they were going to get there at some point. There wasn't necessarily a date or a time. It wasn't necessarily like a, an actual tangible goal. It's just, I'm going to get there. How? I don't know, but I know if I just start running and just start adapting and changing, getting better, I have certainty, certainty that I'm going to make it. So I had certainty at 18 years old that I was going to make it. And you say, well, how did you have certainty at 18 years old that you were going to make it? Deduction. Deduction. I can figure out that there's other people who have made it. And I can see that they are just like me. And I'm willing to bet they put their underwear on one leg at a time. There's no Superman two hand in this jam, man. There's one leg, two legs. I'm a human just like you. I'm an average person just like you. So I had a belief that if it could be done, I could do it as well. Uh, and some would call that naive. Some would call that far-fetched. Some would call, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I had a belief that if somebody else could do it, so could I. And you have to have a belief that you're going to make it no matter what, no matter what, no matter what. Go figure out the how on the way. Right. Now, Nick, I really appreciate your time. And time is money. And I've heard you speak on time. Lord knows uh, how many times over the years. So I know that you taking out this hour to talk with me right now has even that much more value to me. Uh, you are most definitely a phenomenal leader. You get things done. And... I believe people that have listened to this also get that. You've put on Lord knows how many mastermind courses as well. I mean, he's a very effective teacher and you're doing a rebrand right now. So if people want to get to know more about you and get to know you on a more intimate level, how can they do that? Uh, my Instagram is kind of the lead. And what we're doing is we're pushing out all new content. Um, I'm taking, uh, I've, I've look back at my life and I believe there's six major principles that have created my personal success. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's the collection of all the thoughts, ideas, books, events, mentorship that I've got from others, then all of my variations and twists and turns and, and then unpacking that into kind of six philosophies. Uh, I'm going to do a lesson each week for 52 weeks. This week was all about habits. This is habit week. Um, next week, we're going to move to values. Last two weeks we're on goals, right? So just hit the Instagram and, uh, and follow. There's no courses. There's no, there's nothing to buy. There's no, uh, there's no ma mastermind. There's no course. It's just, mm -hmm. it's just content. It's just trying to uh, give back the content that I've uh, used to make myself successful. Hit the Instagram, Nick Sarnicola. Value. But if somebody, oh. this is important. If somebody asks you on Instagram to send you money that looks like me, <laughs> it's, not it's not me. There's 10 fake crypto idiot profiles of me right. that people that I've known for years sending these people money. I'm like, guys, what are you doing? No. So don't send anyone money. That's not me. That's, that's the 
you know, Nigerian me or the Belarus me. Or, <laughs> That's the Nigerian yeah. me. Yeah, there Somebody might be a Nigerian me out there too. Uh, Nick, thank you so much for your time. This has been pure value. And if you're listening to this and you're looking to build your circle and make it better, you know, send this out to a couple of people, right? And see who it resonates. And that will most definitely help. Is there anything you want to say on the way out there, Nick? Uh, I'm just grateful, man. I'm grateful for anyone that's still listening. Grateful if you stayed on this thing uh, and uh, grateful to anyone that will listen in the future. So we're, uh, time is precious for everybody. So thank you for giving it to us. Absolutely. And All right. You keep doing what you do, brother. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. I'm sure we're going to talk again in the future. And I hope you and I wish you all the best of luck with your rebrand. Most definitely a dude worth checking out. You will not be disappointed in any way, shape or form. Until next time, you take care, be well and love simply because you can.